It's Therapist Tierra, and we've covered so much ground over the past three sessions. We've talked about trauma specifically as it relates to childhood sexual abuse from the mother's perspective. We've also talked about it from the daughter's perspective, and here we are today talking about it from the angle of the church. Y'all, I've seen so many clients that have been hurt by people in the church. Some clients were hurt by individuals in leadership, while others, they were hurt by people just serving within the four walls of the church. This kind of hurt is so complex when processing in therapy. One of the conclusions that I've come to is that some people have experienced feelings of shame because they couldn't pray their feelings of rejection away or pray their flashbacks of being raped away or even the negative thoughts that fuel the symptoms of depression and anxiety. Now hear me out. If you're a pastor, minister, preacher, or anyone in ministry taking notes, I'd like to encourage you to stay a while. We are a team. I appreciate your service to the community. Let's work together to break generational patterns because it's the kind of healing that's needed that goes beyond a Sunday service or a conference. We are genuinely in need of a community treatment plan. Listen, I got quite a bit of feedback from last week's session, specifically its end. So much that I needed to dedicate it to the individuals who have spent years sitting on a church pew, feeling incomplete after attending a healing service, a women's conference, or even receiving prayer at the altar. said it last week and I'll say it again this week if you grew up in church and you were sexually abused or had a life filled with trauma and you've been told by a person that's in denial that you don't need to see a therapist because you have God then again I release you from single-minded perspectives y'all support comes in the form of so many different faces and dimensions prayer changes things yes indeed it does the thing about prayer only though, is that there is no accountability to change. In the previous weeks, we've talked about a mother's denial specifically related to the 2009 movie Precious. So Precious's mother, Mary, let's use her for an example. If she prayed, Lord, please touch my husband to stop molesting my daughter. If her prayer closet is the only place that this prayer is released or better yet if she even prays silently while sitting in the pew at her church and there's no action to get her and her daughter out of that environment to ensure her safety then y'all what Mary is doing is praying and enabling now let that sink in so let me ask you a question who does praying and enabling help huh does it help the victim or does it help the predator Earlier this week, I was thinking about Mary, Precious's mother, and I began to hypothetically wonder, what if seven-year-old Precious had told a Sunday school teacher in her tiny church about her dad raping and molesting her? What her Sunday school teacher had known that being in the position of a teacher within a church, that she is also a mandated reporter? Or would the teacher have told Precious's mom about the abuse, just to give her a heads up, you know? 
So shortly after I had that thought, y'all, a resource jumped into my news feed and I know it was the Lord. Hey, <laughs> it was through a friend on social media. Um, there's this organization that I found and it's called Darkness to Light. Darkness to Light empowers adults to prevent, recognize, and react responsibly to child sexual abuse through awareness, education, and stigma reduction. Y'all, I was looking through their website and I was like, what? (laughs) Their website reads as such. It says, our work is guided by the vision of a world free from child sexual abuse. We envision a world in which adults form prevention oriented communities that protect the child's rights to a healthy childhood. We believe that protecting children is an adult's responsibility and that through education and training, adults will be empowered to act. Our trainings are only evidence-informed, adult-focused, child sexual abuse prevention programs proven to increase knowledge and change behavior. Our work empowers adults and organizations to bring in child safety within their own communities. Y'all, I need you to search Darkness to Light. Again, it's called Darkness to Light on Facebook. Or check out their website, the letter D, the number 2L.org. Again, that's D2L.org. If you your ministry, or even your church is in need of the tools necessary to stop child sexual abuse. Now, I live in the Bible Belt, and out this way, there are so many churches within a two-mile radius, it is unbelievable. Some church buildings are huge with the full ministerial staff and a counseling department. And if you're a member of a church with this level of resource, I encourage you to take full advantage of it. I'd encourage you to ensure, though, that the therapist you're seeing is either licensed or under supervision. Um, That's going to be really important because you want to make sure that you are receiving ethical care. There are other churches that are smaller that do not have a counseling center on site. And if you're a member of a small congregation, that's still okay. You see, church is an addition to community support. In private practice, when I complete assessments, it's not outside of the norm for a client to identify the relationship with the ministry as a form of support. That's okay. Support is good. However, there are instances that I'm told that a client was encouraged not to seek therapy because fasting and praying will fix your flashbacks. Or I've even been told, are you going to trust in God or the world? Or even everything you need is in this house. (laughs) Um, The truth of the matter is, is that developing a treatment plan within yourself, within, you know, even with your therapist, church is awesome. And then family is awesome. They have their place too. Friends, they have their place too. You know, we're we're looking at the whole person here. And sometimes individuals are are just told that if you just apply the word, then everything should be fixed. And again, that goes back to just that one dimension 
whereas there are a variety of different resources and abilities, um, things all working together within that one individual that can help and, and provide support. Does that make sense? When it comes to people who have experienced extreme trauma, one that's laced in flashbacks, night terrors, anxiety, suicidal ideations, y'all, a Sunday service is not enough to break generational patterns. Generational change, it occurs through various aspects of the person's journey um, when they're intentional in taking the steps necessary to accomplish the change desired. This is where receiving training from a resource such as Darkness to Light would be beneficial. Many pastors are not licensed to address long-term trauma-focused issues. If you are a pastor and you're leading a flock and you're licensed in providing therapy, good on you. Now, if you're providing therapy to your flock, now I question those boundaries and I wonder if you're overextending yourself. How about this? Have a seat and refer out. There's way, way, way more other things you could be focusing on as it relates to your flock. Allow us, the therapist, to provide the long-term trauma-focused care that's needed. Now, total randomness, y'all. Did you know that abused children may have frequent nightmares or have difficulty falling asleep or staying awake? If you're a minister, did you know that? I think about bedwetting. What if someone asks for prayer for their child who is exhibiting symptoms that's consistent with an abused child? Or better yet, think about it. If you are an altar prayer leader or prayer minister, what if someone comes to you, someone similar to Mary in the movie Precious? And what if she says, I need prayer for my husband to stop molesting my daughter Precious? What do you do? Do you pray for them only? Or do you take action and partner that action with prayer? Is your church equipped? Have you received training on what you should do as a prayer minister? Again, consider researching Darkness to Light and get trained. It is a 501c3 organization and they rely on donations. I need you to think about what we've talked about today, whether you are a minister in the church or you're somebody that may have been in Mary's position or even in Precious's position. Remember, conviction without action reproduces generational patterns. Hey there, it's Therapist Tierra. And if you enjoyed this podcast, click subscribe and share it with one person. You can find this podcast and others by searching at Therapist Tierra on Apple and Spotify. You know what? I'm on just about any other podcast platform right now. <laughs> Let's agree to break these generational patterns together. See you soon. Bye. Bye.